Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. I just felt like um, doing something a bit more of a teach today and I thought I'd try um, sitting down rather than standing up. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. If it doesn't work, I'll be back to standing up next time. Before I get to that, um, I just wanted to celebrate uh, what we've been on with, particularly uh, leading up to Easter and and uh, around the Easter period. Um, we, as Heart Church, uh, sponsored some uh, Easter eggs. And uh, some of you uh, will have heard of Safe Families for Children. And uh, Tamsin Ritchie, who now oversees uh, Heart Nottingham, she uh, worked for them. And uh, and Luke Meadows actually is currently working for them. And we um, sponsored some Easter eggs just to some of those families. I understand that uh, we sent Easter eggs to around uh, 60 households, about 140 uh, children and adults. That's pretty amazing. I love that. And then in addition to that, we as Heart Church also uh, did an Easter egg drop for single parents. And uh, yeah, about 35 households received those. So I just want to say, well done, Heart Church. You, you're doing great. There are kind of limited things to what we're able to do right now. But um, we are doing what we can, like all of us, we are doing what we can. And that's great. Um, also, in response to what Tamsin shared um, last week, um, that that we are able to telephonically to, to um, bring support to some of those families associated with uh, uh, Safe Families for Children. And, um, and I, I know that um, around... Uh, eight of you have already responded to that, just offering to be there at the end of a phone uh, for someone who just might need someone to talk to. And um, and that is amazing. Thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, amazing little testimony associated with that is that uh, someone from uh, Essex, uh, has actually been joining us online and um, they have been repeatedly checking in with us and they actually signed up to be part of this team, wanted to be considered part of Heart Church. So that's amazing. All the way from Essex, signing up to this team, considering themselves part of the Heart Church family. I love that. And, you know, it is actually one of the things that, this season has brought um, people joining us from all around the world uh, as we have taken church online. And yeah, um, who knew? But it's very, very exciting. Amazing stuff. So I um, I wanted to come to you today and, and it was actually a full plan. So we wanted to get back to some of the teaching to do with the Holy Spirit, and and I started that last month, although it seems forever ago right now, doesn't it? I mean, goodness me. But um, we wanted to get back to some of that, 
and that was my full plan. But I just felt something drop into my spirit, which I want to share with you today. It's not complicated. It's uh, it's really really simple. But that is is um, it it is profound. Um, if any of you are wondering what that light is, um, and you're thinking it's 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 sunlight, no, it's it's the anointing. Um, I'm just letting you know that. I know it looks like sunlight, but it's actually the anointing. Um, so I felt I felt the spirit of God um, drop it drop uh, on my heart that I needed to come and talk to you about His presence. Um, and it's it's really as simple and and as profound as that in Exodus. Um, 33 verses 14 to 15 the bible says this and this is a conversation that is going on between Moses and the Lord the Lord replied this is to Moses my presence will go with you and I will give you rest then Moses said to him if your presence does not go with us do not send us up from here. I want to I want to pray um, at this moment and, and just ask the Holy Spirit to help us because I believe that He wants He wants to say something to us as individuals, as family. He wants to say something to us as a community. And, uh, and, and I don't believe that I can do that. I'm, I, I cannot, I'm not enough to do that. So I need him to help me to get that across. And so I'm just going to pray, Father God, I thank you that you have placed this message on my heart. And I'm feeling vulnerable, Lord, because my communication skills are not sufficient to get across what is necessary to get across at this time. And so I ask you, Holy Spirit, to help me, enable me, give me the ability to express, to share what you have put in my spirit to share so that it's not only heard by our ears, although Jesus himself did say, let him who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. But in addition to that, may our hearts catch what the Spirit is saying so that this is not just an intellectual experience, but Father, that our hearts will absorb something that will have continuing impact on our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amazing. So, the thing I want to point out to you is that, 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 that Moses knew that the presence of God was not an optional extra. And I know that's, that's the kind of thing that we know. It's not like, oh, that's a big revelation. But I don't know. I, I think that there's some stuff that we know, but somehow yet we don't live uh, in the way that that shows what we know. 
I want to remind us today that we are designed by God for the presence of God. We are designed by God for the presence of God. I, I think that we, we function at our best when we understand our need of the presence of God. I'm not saying that we can't function away from the presence of God because we do. But what I'm saying to you is that I think that we need to understand that as at our best are those who are uh, experiencing the, the, the presence of God flow through our lives. I want us to take, take, I want to take us right back to the beginning in Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve have been obviously placed in the God by God and, and they fall. They were tempted by the devil who manifest himself as a serpent who said to um, them, um, you won't surely die if you eat of, of this tree. Um, he, and of course, they didn't physically die when they ate of the, the, the fruit of that tree, but spiritually they did. And that separation from God had a profound impact on them. And in fact, the Bible says there, um, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the Lord God, sorry, they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden, but the Lord called to the man, where are you? Now, I should say at this point that um, it's a ridiculous thing if you think about it, that they, they, they tried to hide from God. You can't hide from God. How can you hide from God? God, God is everywhere all the time. And so it's even funny that, um, that they should try to hide. Um, and and God, God called out to Adam saying, where are you? Not because he didn't know where he was, but he spoke to the lostness that Adam must have felt because sin and disobedience had severed that deep, intimate connection that Adam had had with God. And, and that then caused Adam and Eve to hide. Sin and shame caused Adam and Eve to hide from God. And... And sin and shame will always do that. It will always get us or try, it will always seek to make us hide, hide from God. Um, and we're going we're gonna to get to that in a moment, but that is why Jesus died. Um, so that, because, because we are, whilst we are designed to, to be in the presence of God, we are not designed to carry the consequences of sin and shame. 
Um, when we feel, when we feel a long way from God, it affects the way we live and it affects the choices we make. That's what happened with Adam and Eve. They, they began to live in a way that they'd never lived before. They hid, they were making, uh, coverings for themselves, um, which, which made no sense. Um, but when we live, when we live far from the presence of God, we'll begin to do things that don't make sense, but have a powerful impact on our life. I was thinking about the story of, of Samson. Um, and, and, you know, it's a well-known story, but uh, the strength of Samson came from God, but it was there in his hair. I don't know why I'm pointing up there, like somehow that's going to be an illustration of what I'm talking about. There is this is this is actually uh, post the fact that um, Samson had his head shaved. So I've gone to that trouble to give you that illustration, but. Um, Stop rambling, Malcolm. Just get on. Um, the point that I want to make is Delilah um, uh, in in Judges chapter sixteen, and let me and let me say that uh, she called Samson. The Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, "I'll go out as before and shake myself free." But watch this. He did not know that the Lord had left him. So here he is, uh, Delilah had shaved, um, or Samson said at least cut his hair. And now we find that, that he thought he was going to rise up and do what he'd done before, but he did not know. I mean, I find this personally a really scary verse. He did not know that the Lord had left him. He'd learned to live without a sense of God's presence. His lifestyle and, choice, and choices caused him to slip further and further away from what he needed. And that had a huge impact. That had an impact on him to the point that, that he didn't even recognize when he was no longer experiencing the presence of God. You know, I once read this on, on a Christian poster that if God feels a long way away, guess who moved? Um, and, you know, I think that's true because God is always with us. He's always, he's always close, but he doesn't always feel close. And sometimes through our own choices, through our own lifestyle choices, we slip further and further away from the presence of God. And we begin to see the impact of that in our lives. And last weekend, we celebrated the wonder of what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross. Because that mistake that Adam and Eve made in in the garden that, that they fell they disobeyed god they they sinned that that separation came between uh, to, between them and god we we understand now that jesus through his death and resurrection destroyed 
the power of sin and shame over our lives. I mean, is anyone glad about that? I am, I am glad. I do not have to carry the weight of guilt. I do not have to carry the weight of sin and shame over my life any longer. And when Jesus died on that cross and he said, it is finished, numbers of things happened. But one of the things that happened, which was incredibly significant, uh, and if you've heard me preach on this stuff before, I, I always preach on this because it is amazing that the, terp, the, 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 the curtain in the temple was torn in two. It was torn from top to bottom. That detail is in there for a purpose because the temple number one was around, uh, the temple curtain number one was around eight feet high and it was the thickness of a man's hand. And God wanted us to understand that 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 temple curtain could not have been torn in two by the hands of men. It was torn from top to bottom to show that that was God doing that. Why did he do that? Well, that temple curtain was the barrier uh, or, or the, the, the entrance to the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is the temple uh, in the temple was where one man once a year could enter into the presence of God. And when that temple curtain tore in two, God was saying that my presence will no longer be found in, in, in a temple built by the hands of man. The access to my presence would not only be to one man who'd gone through a whole host of, of rituals in order to get into the presence of God. When Jesus said on that cross, it is finished, he opened access to the, 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 the presence of God once and for all. He restored the access to the presence of God that Adam and Eve lost. That, that access that had been severed by sin. And by his grace, Jesus made the, or gave us the opportunity to reconnect with God through his death and resurrection on the cross. And he made it so simple that even the simplest amongst us could find access that that even a child the smallest of children could find access romans uh, chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 says this that if you declare with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess faith and are saved. That 
that access is, is made available to every single person who chooses to confess that Jesus is their Lord and Savior and believe in their heart that God raised them from the dead. Raised Jesus from the dead. I mean, wow. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? That, that, that something so, so simple and so accessible uh, to us is made available that all our sin, all our shame, all our guilt, all our failing is is gone and we are new creations brand new people we have access to the presence of god i love it i love it this this is the power of the gospel i mean how can we how can we not celebrate that how can we not be filled with joy i was lost but now i'm found i was blind but now i see this is what jesus has done done for me and and that is not the end that is just the beginning so when i'm talking to you about the presence of god that prayer um gives me gives me access to the presence of God. And, and when I'm talking about the presence of God, I'm not just talking about something that I believe or is, is conceptual. I believe we're meant to feel that. I believe that God wants us to experience what that actually means because we're not just intellectual beings. We're not just people who, who uh, can, uh, you know, have a intellectual understanding of what has gone on and say okay well that is what that's what it's all about we are we are spiritual beings we are emotional beings and god wants us god wants us to feel this experience of his presence when i was speaking um last month um about the holy spirit I was talking about the fact he is our helper. One of the points I made was that he is our helper. He's one who draws alongside. He he undergirds and supports us. And that is in our, our, our moment by moment, our day by day. The Spirit of God is there to help us. If we will turn to him and ask him, if we will call upon his name, he is there the holy spirit gives me the courage that i need uh, in order to face what i need to face now i want to remind us that and i think it's important because these things can be misunderstood that in order in order um for uh for me to express courage um, in some way that fear has to be present because fear is not the absence of courage. Fear is the overcoming, sorry, courage is the overcoming of fear. So in, in other words, for, for courage to exist, fear has to be present. So, when I feel the presence of God, when, when God helps me overcome things, when, 
when he gives me the courage to overcome things, that does not necessarily mean that I also won't feel fear. But with God's help, I feel the fear and I do it anyway. I don't wait to stop feeling fear before I try to do something. But God helps us to overcome the feelings and he has given us something that is more powerful than those feelings of fear, than those feelings of anxiety. So we started today's message um, with Moses showing us that, that God's presence is not an optional extra. And I'm trying to take us on a bit of a journey to, to help us understand that this is such a key feature in, in that, in this regard, we haven't just bought into a religion where we bow down and worship an external and distant God. We have been reconnected with our creator through and by the blood of Jesus. We um, have become, um, in fact, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, do you not know that you are a temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? I mean, that, that is what I've just been talking about. That is amazing. God is saying that I am no longer gonna live in a temple built by the hands of men, I'm gonna live in you. I'm gonna live inside you. I don't come and give you a religion where you just follow external rules. I come to dwell in your heart. I come to dwell in the midst of your life and give you the ability, empower you to make the right decisions. God dwells in you. Just pause for a moment and understand that the God Almighty, the King of the universe, this great God, by his spirit, dwells in you. Wow. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. In, in, in God's presence, there is joy. We, we come into his presence, we find joy. Jeremiah 29 verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now that's a very familiar scripture, but it holds a very powerful truth. The Lord doesn't hide himself because he doesn't want to be found. You know, the illustration goes that, uh, you know, when you're playing with a small child, when you're playing hide and seek with a small child, um, you hide in such a way that you can be discovered. You might hide behind a curtain, but you have your foot sticking out because you're not, you're not hiding yourself so thoroughly uh, uh, so that you can't be found, because where's the fun in that? 
you are hiding yourself in such a way that you can be found. And, and, and God, God is saying that to us, that he hides himself from us in such a way that we, that we would find him. Why? Because there is joy in the seeking. God does not hide himself from us. He hides himself for us. Something happens as we seek him. There is joy in seeking God. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, Let us then approach God's throne. I'm going to read that again a bit better. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. So, so that we may receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. I want to say to every single one of us that have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we can approach his throne of grace with confidence and we can receive everything that we need in our time of need we don't have to come timidly we don't have to come fearfully we can come with confidence into his presence so as we come into land i wanted to um i just wanted to help us uh, because some of this harks back to what to the, the things I've been talking about to do with John 15, to abide, to, to be bound, uh, to um, be connected and bound to him, talking about uh, the graft, being grafted in to the vine and that, that in order for a graft to take into the vine, it needs maximum connection and time and then and then there is a joining that takes place um that that cannot be undone psalm 46 verse 10 says be still and know that i am god be still and know that i am god be still and know that I am God. And this is the crux of what I'm trying to say to you in this season, what I believe the Spirit of God is trying to say through me, is that he wants us to experience his presence. And I believe the way we truly experience his presence is to find a place of stillness. In fact, that word stillness is, is about, talks about ceasing from striving. God doesn't want us to strive. It's not, but, but to be still. I don't know whether any of you have caught sight of any of those satellite images of cities uh, in the lockdown that, that normally uh, busy places um, that have been, you know, just teeming with cars and people and and, and, and just the, the eerie um, sense where, where all human presence has been 
has been removed. And as in the, in the, in that stillness, uh, you know, wildlife has moved in, uh, pollution has uh, receded. Uh, just the impact of, of that has been brought uh, about by by lockdown. What am I saying? You know, for me, the biggest hindrance to me sensing the presence of God is the busyness of my own mind. And and that's why I wanna I wanna speak to you about um the fact that I'm the reason I'm pausing is because I'm very aware that the sun is now in this moment shining on my nose in a very poignant moment and that is bothering me so I'm going to try and do something about it and I know I told you it was the anointing I lied it is actually the sun just give me a moment oh okay I think that's a little bit better um, sorry about that. Just going to carry on like nothing has happened. Um, the biggest enemy of me sensing, oh my gosh, it's still not, it's still there. <sighs> the biggest enemy apart from the sun coming through the window, the biggest enemy of me sensing the presence of God is the busyness of my own mind. And I have to, I have to still myself um, to find a place of stillness. And I can do this in, in several ways. Listen, there are times when you know i can this this chair is where i have my quiet time it's where i take a few moments to 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 spend in the presence of god sometimes i just sit down and he's there i just sit here and i say oh god jesus thank you i love you and and he's here. His presence is in the room. What do I mean by that? I suppose it feels like an overwhelming sense of peace. It's, it's a sense of well-being. It's, it's a sense that something other than me is present. And I'm not making myself feel this. This, this is God bringing peace and well-being to my soul. So there are times, as I say, when I sit down and he's here. And then there are other times when I need to seek him. I need to, as Jeremiah said, seek him with all my heart. And the promise is that I will find him when I seek him with all my heart. Um, and, and, and then if I'm being absolutely honest, there are other times when I don't really 
feel him. But by faith, I know, I know is there. Why? Because his presence is not based on, on what I feel. His presence is based on his promise that he will be there. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And I want to, I want to help us to understand that I believe that presence is as essential to us as the air that we breathe. It is essential that we find him. You know, the engine, the engine seizes up without oil and, and we need the oil of the spirit of God. I want to, I want to say that some of us give perhaps more attention to our mobile phone battery um, than we do to our spiritual battery. Um, you will notice like I, during this season, um, you know, my phone battery used to last all day, but, but during this season where I'm using technology where I'm using it all the time, um, I'm having to plug into the power and uh, more often um, and, and to recharge. Well, I want to I wanna say to us that if I, if I recognize that in regard to my cell phone, how much more should I recognize it in regard to myself? That when I'm, when I'm giving out, when I'm under stress, when, when there's a lot going on inside, I need to find a place of stillness. I need to, I need to engage with that presence. Moses said it. I, Lord, we need you. We need your presence. I don't want to go from this place if your presence doesn't go with me. I want to say to us that even throughout the day, listen, just to take a few moments, you know, sometimes I will do that. I will take myself off, not for hours, just for moments sometimes, usually for moments. And, 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 and I just take a moment to engage with this spirit and say, Lord, I love you. I praise you. I thank you for your presence. You are precious. You are near to me. Even, even, even as I'm speaking to you right now, I can sense him. Those moments, these moments are life-giving. They are not optional extras. They are essential to us. They are essential to our walk with him. To be still and to know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. Father, we thank you for your presence right now. And I believe that right now, across this city and beyond, your presence is flooding people's souls, flooding people's homes that with that presence comes the deep 
assurance of your love, your peace, your comfort. With your presence comes the understanding. It is well with my soul. With your presence, I can say, I will not fear. If God is for me, who can be against me? God, we ask you that each of us would take a moment to come aside and to engage with you, to breathe you in, to enjoy the sweetness of your presence. For it is life to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.